Hi, everyone, and welcome to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey, and our guest today is Dr. Scott Stewart, fresh off his trip from Mardi Gras. How was Mobile? It was hectic, yeah. We had a meeting down there, and... uh navigating across the streets was sometimes impossible and mm-hmm. took a while. Well, you were there for a meeting, not specifically for Mardi Gras. I guess we should clarify. That's why I clarified it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're here today to talk about a very important topic. It's the upcoming Bull Weevil Program vote. Um, let's just get right into it, Scott. When and where can people actually vote? Yeah, the vote's going to be held at the local FSA offices in the counties, and the date of the votes, you can cast them anytime between March 11th and the 22nd. And exactly what are we voting on? The Bull Weevil program has been around for a while, so explain why this vote is, is happening. This is a referendum vote required every 10 years for Bull Weevil eradication. You know, when I came in Tennessee in 2002, we were essentially in the midst of starting the bull weevil eradication program, and it's it was authorized through a vote and, and legislation at the state level. Uh, you know, it's an extremely in, important program uh, that has to be re-ratified essentially every 10 years or so. And and really, what it does is it provides a well, it it's a I don't want to call it a tax, but that's what it kind of is. It's a fee that growers pay to maintain bull weevil eradication. Of course, we've been weevil-free for more than a decade, so really the program's paying to monitor to make sure that we don't get reinfested. The referendum allows for a maximum fee of $5 per acre. Uh, now, since, I can't remember the exact date, 2010, I think, nobody's paid more than $1.50 per acre, and it's actually been less than that in some years uh, just to pay the, the people that are monitoring the traps. And that's extremely important. What we don't want is weevils to get uh, reinfested and us to be unaware of it for a while because then it becomes very expensive to clean them up. And, and that has happened. Historically, there's been spots like that. So, you know, very important program to, to make sure we maintain our weevil-free status and detect any reinfestations that occur. So like you said, the um, bull weevil has been eradicated for 10 years now. So... There may be people out there who don't really appreciate the significance of this program. Um, Can you just share a little historical perspective? Well, I'll start off that, you know, when I started my career, they called this the billion-dollar pest. And actually, the last estimate I saw said the bull weevil cost us $10 billion. It was an invasive insect that came in through Mexico in the early 1900s, moved across the south, uh, ran some people out of the cotton business. It was so devastating. Of course, that was before we had good insecticides to manage it. Uh, It was kind of interesting. We went on a trip to Brazil and we had the opportunity to tour some cotton down there. And some of those growers were spraying 30 times a year. So that's not very sustainable. Now that's Brazil where they got year-round warm temperatures. But but even in the South, when I worked in, in Alabama, it was not uncommon to spray 10, 15 times a year for boll weevil. Tennessee, it was more like an average of four to six times per year that sprays were required. Uh, but even with that, we were using or losing cotton yield. And one of the most dramatic things really in testament to the effectiveness of bull weevil eradication is the impact on our yields. And it's hard to say how much of it's strictly due to bull weevil eradication because other things are changing. 
varieties, the introduction of BT cotton, just better farming. But, you know, essentially our yields in Tennessee have almost doubled since we've eradicated the boll weevil. It's really a dramatic turnaround, and, and nobody's had to spray for boll weevils in at, in at least 12 years. Uh, the boll weevil eradication program was taking care of it prior to that. So it's probably the best money we ever spent. I very conservatively estimate that it's worth 100 pounds of lint per acre every year and that's probably half of the actual number and the other thing is it's very compatible with our other other technologies for example bt cotton uh, when we started using bt cotton we reduced insecticide applications uh, well that would have been an open window for boll weevil to take advantage of and it allowed us to take more advantage of other technologies that were out there are there are there still problems in other parts of the country? Well, we've be, beat this thing pretty much back to where it came from, which is the Texas-Mexico uh, border. But unfortunately, they really struggle down there uh, for a couple of obvious reasons. Uh, one of those reasons is you're dealing with Mexico, and you know, there's some issues there with uh, boll weevil eradication. The other reason is just environment. I mean, it's a very warm environment, so boll weevils persist. Uh, if there's wild cotton out there or volunteer cotton out there, they have trouble keeping it from being uh, boll weevil infested. So right now, essentially, the short-term strategy, which has unfortunately been kind of a long-term strategy, is that whole area is, is essentially treated as a buffer zone. They really, until something changes, can't eradicate the, the boll weevil down there, but they can suppress it and knock it back enough that it doesn't keep creeping up and work its way back across the south, and including Tennessee. Uh, really, a, that I, I mentioned the $1.50 feed that, that's being assessed to growers, sometimes as low as a dollar. Uh, some of that money goes to help maintain that buffer so that the Texas growers don't have to flip the whole bill because it's pretty expensive in those areas. It's a very small amount of acres, just a couple hundred thousand acres, but they just repeatedly have to spray it year after year and it's and it's been ongoing. So not really fair to those growers. So a lot of the other states are put, pitching in a little bit to make sure we keep that weevil where it, it back in its home, I guess, is the best way to say it. Yeah. One more time, if you can just give everybody the dates and, and times that they can go and vote on this. Right. And you have to go in person to vote at your local FSA office, and the dates are from March 11th to March 22nd. They'll actually count the votes here at the West Tennessee Research and Education Center on March 27th. Scott, thanks so much, and thank you for listening to Call of the Week. We'll talk next week. Call of the Week is brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture and utcrops.com.